your life can change within a day. One day and your life can change. Welcome to an episode of Find Your Voice, a movement led by yours truly, Aaron Dew, a guy who has overcome crippling anxiety, adversity, and difficulty like so many of you in life, whose main goal now is to help you combat your excuses, take control of your life, write your own story, and most importantly, find your voice. So now, without further ado, I welcome the host of the show himself, Mr. Aaron Dew. What's going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Find Your Voice. My name is Aaron, and as always, I am the host of the show. So I'm delighted to be back with a story that I think is going to resonate with so many of you, especially when you hear it in relation to it affecting so many of us across our lives. And I'm just so grateful that I, well, I was going to say bumped into this guest, but obviously we've all been in lockdown. I managed to stumble across one of your social media profiles And I am so grateful, just as I said, just before we press the record button, that he found the courage to put himself out there. Because one of the things I always say with Find Your Voice is when we're going through something, so often we feel we're the only ones going through it. And we often feel like we're alone. But hopefully this show has shown you through some of the amazing guests and the amazing guests I have ready for you guys in a few moments that we're not alone. And there is hope out there. There are people who have been through similar scenarios to yourself who have persevered. So I'm very excited for this show. Fahad, I'd like to welcome you to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you so much, Aaron. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm I'm very excited. I'm back in my podcast chair. It's been a while. I promised the listeners I'd be back a little bit sooner, so I do apologize. But today is about you. Today is about... It's amazing. Your, your story was incredible. When I first saw that first video of yours, it actually made the hair on my arms raise. And that's because cancer, which is something we're going to speak about in a few moments, has ripped through my family. It's one of those things I, the, the word, it, it gives me a bad feeling all around. And I think when I saw your story, it, it made me smile. It made me, it, it almost gave me like a mixture of emotions, but I was just so happy for you. And then you kindly accepted the request to come and find your voice. So Obviously, I know a little bit about your story. I'm now stalking you on social media, but I want the <laughs> listeners to get to know you a little bit. So if you wouldn't mind, give us a bit of context in relation to yourself, a little bit about your background, how you grew up. And then if you wouldn't mind diving into that story, that is just incredible. And I'm so glad that you're here today. No, thank you for having me. So, you know, this, you know, if I can describe my cancer story, it started uh, back in September. Um, but a little bit about about myself first. So I, you know, I I would consider myself a very average, normal person. Um, and I was 28 when I was diagnosed. Uh, my birthday has just gone by, so I'm 29 now. So you know, I'm, I was in that stage of life where you're just looking to explore, looking to expand. Um, I'm a very family orientated man. Um, I'm married and I have two kids. So a lot of my time is revolves around them and work, um, you know, go to work, come back, spend time with the kids and, you know, just an, a nice normal family, a nice normal life. And um, I was actually expecting my second child in July. Uh, I think this is not something I've put out on social media yet because obviously, um, yes, it's to do with my kid and do with my child. And so I thought, uh, you know, if they, they might not be happy when they grow up, uh, uh, having their story all over the the social media platforms. So, but 
um, I was actually expecting my second child in July. And this was during the whole COVID um, pandemic, the, the lockdown in March. So, you know, there was a lot of, I would say, stress, but not, not too much stress in my life during this time uh, last year. Um, you know, I, I grew up, uh, you know, in London. I went to school in London. I you know, went to uni in London. So, you know, I would consider myself you know, a Londoner, really. Um, and uh, if we go back to March, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty uh, around COVID. Uh, and that's when I started to feel some symptoms. Um, my first symptom would be I had a, a itchy skin around the ankle area. And, and that's solely what it was. Uh, and this is going back to March. If you remember, I'm not sure if you remember, but uh, they, they mentioned that that might have been a symptom for COVID at some stage. It was, it was briefly suggested for maybe two or three weeks. So in the back of my mind, I was thinking, could, you know, could that be COVID or, or you know, why am, I, why am I getting some itchy skin? But I'll be honest, I, you don't think much of it um, at that time. You know, I was looking to welcome my second child to the world and just sort of protecting and shielding the missus, really, because, um, because of, you know, you don't want her getting COVID with, uh, with, with the kid on the way. So um, a lot of my time was revolved around that. And, um, yeah, I was busy with, with all that. The, the itchiness sort of spread to my lower legs. Um, again, if I, you know, if I tell someone, just because you have an itch, it might be cancer, you, you would think I'm crazy. Um, but I, this is a symptom which I didn't know. I wasn't aware that this could this could end up being some sort of uh, cancer, uh, and I sort of said, "Okay, let's." I think a lot of guys will push it push it away and just avoid going to the doctors because um, uh, you know you just think oh, it's nothing. Uh, so I started taking self medicating on the sort of anti uh, uh, you know the the medicines you take for if you have allergic reaction for maybe it's. Yeah, antihistamines. Um, so I started taking those. Uh, obviously, they didn't help. Uh, I thought that it was some sort of, you know, I got bitten by something or uh, something like that. And it was only uh, after my my son was born where I I sort of took the step and went to the went to the GP. I said, okay, you know, you know, the kid's here. He's okay. Um, and that's when I said, uh, okay, let's try to take care of myself now. I've, I've taken care of that side. So uh, by that time, the issue had gone really bad. And um, I knew deep down um, I wasn't allergic to anything. I, I, you know, I never needed the need to take antihistamines before. So in the back of my mind, I knew that this wasn't normal for me. And that's what prompted me to go to the GP and sort of push the case uh, of this is not normal for me. Can you Can you check? you know, check it out, uh, write some tests for me. Um, uh, so fast forward, going to the GP, I told them about my, at that time it was only itch again. So they, they came up with a few sort of diagnosis of uh, an autoimmune disease. They said it could have been, they said it, it can be a allergic reaction to something you've eaten. Um, and they sent me on my way with antihistamines uh, again, funnily enough. Uh, they said, "Try this for three weeks, um, and uh, if if it doesn't work, we will we will do something further." So, uh, I, you know, I think a lot of people will take the doctor's word, and I think we should because you know they've been trained 
in this for such a long time. I went home after three, four days. There was something just in the back of my mind which kept ringing. It was like an alarm bell, and I was saying, "This is this is not right." It got to that stage, Aaron, where I was up all night just scratching my legs, and to the point they were bleeding, um, and that still wasn't getting rid of the itch. And um, I was just like, I gave the GP a call. I said, "Look." Prior to me coming to you, I haven't been to you for around 15 years. Uh, so you know I'm not someone who will take things light, light, lightly. Can you push forward a few blood tests or some, you know, at least start the diagnosis process? What's going, you know, what's wrong with me? Um, thankfully, they listened. I think what prompted them was when I said, you know, I haven't come to you for 15 years. This is the first time I've felt something's wrong. So, again, because of COVID, there was some issues with getting an appointment but uh, that was done uh, and thank thank god i sort of pushed it because they were looking to uh, and again they followed the processes so you know, nothing against the processes in terms of uh, they have to rule out everything else so they ruled out the antihistamine sort of allergic reaction thing the next step was for me to have antibiotics for another four weeks um but this is when I sort of put my foot down and I said, look, you've done the blood test. Let's wait for the blood test to come back and then we'll make a decision. Because if it's something this bad and it's affecting my sleep and, and that's at, at that point, that's when it started affecting your mental health. And is you're thinking of so many possibilities. What is this? Uh, you're up all night and then it's a vicious cycle because in the morning you're tired uh, and then in the night you still can't sleep. So, you know, push, push that, push them forward with the blood tests and everything. And, you know, if we go into the sort of, uh, more science of it, so white blood cell count on my blood test, which came back, was really, really high. Um, so the white blood cells were high, the the red blood cells were low, and it, it you know the the doctor said it looked like a mess. Uh, you know, the non, nothing really was normal in terms of the the blood cells counts and. Um, you know, they were confused. They didn't know what was going on. And just something, you know, for all the listeners, it's, uh, I, I've never smoked. And this is not me bragging. It's just, I, I haven't smoked. I've never smoked anything. And um, I, my family does not have a history of cancer, thankfully. And, you know, I wouldn't wish it on anyone having gone through this now. Um, I, you know, relatively young, 28. Um, my lifestyle, I would say is, I wouldn't say, you know, I'm an athlete. But uh, you know, I'm not obese, or you know, none of those things which you usually associate something with cancer, and so that's why the even the GPs were really shocked, uh, and they didn't have that in that mind in their minds that it could be something like cancer. So, you know, just because it's not in your family, just because you're young and you lived a relatively healthy lifestyle, you know, cancer can still strike, and you know, unfortunately, it's just one of those things where you are unlucky. Um, especially at this young age. So, you know, if you feel symptoms, don't rule it out just because it's not in your family. Um, you haven't, you know, you, uh, you're relatively young or you haven't smoked, you know, or don't drink or anything like that. Sorry, Fahad, can I just jump in there just ever so slightly? So I'm hearing what you're saying in terms of you've not been to the GP now for 15 years. You don't smoke, you don't drink, you're what most people would consider living a, a decent lifestyle. There's many people out there who, you know, drink and abuse a lot mm. of substances, for example. You could probably think if that person ended up with cancer, it's down to obviously their diet and their habits. But for somebody like yourself, 
you use the word unlucky now how did that moment feel for you did you how did you internalize that diagnosis of getting cancer but thinking to yourself i'm doing everything right i'm doing nothing that is causing cancer nah, to form my yeah. body i mean did you have those thoughts with yourself so yeah when everything led to that diagnosis and that phone call came through it was it was shocking it was like you know it's almost everything went in slow motion and you just um you're numb uh, you, you literally are numb and you just feel like what you know you ask questions why me um you know what what caused it um, you know, this is the the main things that I was on the phone to. I, you know, I, I think I was on the phone for like half an hour, and my main thing was, well, how did I get it? Can you can you? And the, the consultants didn't know. They said, look, sometimes it just comes down to luck and um, other factors. And I said, you know, I was almost speechless. And I, but I think I, I was, you know, I was scared. I was shocked. There was a lot of feelings going through my mind. But what kept me going was, you know, the the, my kids, you know, the two kids. And when I looked at them whilst answering the phone call, I said, okay, I said, what is the next step then? What, when do we start treatment? I don't want to delay it any further. Um, you tell me the next steps and then we'll just, we'll take it off and we'll, we'll see what we can do. Um, my consultant, you know, was excellent. And, you know, it's exactly what you want from a consultant is they tell you how it is rather than disguise it in any way, but also, give you the two or three different paths you can follow and put the ball in your court, really. Um, because there was three different options for me uh, in terms of my treatment. Um, so she allowed me to research it and sort of advised me on each option, told, told me the pros and cons and said, okay, which one do you want to take? But, get, I mean, if I'm honest with you, I think having gone through this now, it's been eight, nine months, I'm st- I still haven't come to terms with it, Aaron. There's still some days where I sit, I'm laying in bed and I'm just either either laughing or, or crying. Just like, what's happened in the last eight months? You know, what what, what have I gone through? Um, but I think I think about it more now rather than at that time. At that time, there was you know, as as I said, 15 years I hadn't I hadn't had a blood test, or X-ray, or anything like that. So uh, it was almost like they gave me a plan. And that plan helped me because I, I would only look forward. Um, what's happened has happened. Let's try to stay strong for the family because, you know, the last thing, if they see me being weak, then obviously they, you know, the family will crumble as well. And, and then that pressure as well. Um, but it was, yeah, following that time scale, everything happened really, really quickly after that, uh, after the diagnosis point where literally I was in for a scan they, and that scan showed, unfortunately, it was stage four. Um, so it, it had gone to different regions in the body. So my liver was affected, my bone was affected. And again, it was just, you know, I gave them a call. I said, will this affect how the treatment goes? They said something with a blood cancer, so lymphoma, um, it usually is not affected by what stage it is. The treatment will stay the same. So I said, okay, I was going to go through the treatment anyway. Hopefully it will have the effect on the body. And, you know, it's just keeping that positive mindset because, you, you, you're left with no choice. It, you know, sometimes in life you have choices and you, you can choose to be strong or weak. But at that time, it's, you know, if, if, you, are, if you act weak or you are weak in that time, it's, you know, the result is, is fatal, isn't it? It's, it's fatal because you have to stay strong and you, you're left with no, no, no choice. And I think that is when you literally, I know it's a cliche, but 
when you're backed into a corner and you have no option. And that's when you find your inner strength and you, you find out what you're really made of. And you're, you know, I didn't think I was this strong, but me being put in this scenario, I think the body's amazing and it adapts and it almost blocks out all the, all the what ifs. And you just literally just take each day as it comes. And I think that's, that really did help me take, take each day as it, as it comes, every test as it comes, every biopsy as it comes and just literally tick it off um, every cycle as it comes. If you get side effects, you deal with the side effects on that day because every day is different. Um, I'm sure you, you, you've gone through it, seeing the family going through it and the symptoms and the, the side effects is what really gets you and you just deal with it on a daily basis. Hey everyone, just interrupting this fantastic episode for a few seconds. My name is Rima, I'm Aaron's better half and we are so proud and grateful to be able to sponsor this show ourselves with something we are so passionate about. Being a pharmacist and actually dealing with anxiety, we wanted to create something away from the podcast that could enhance your health, both mentally and physically. And with that, we have created 100% natural, organic and vegan certified superfoods that you can mix into your food, drinks, shakes, smoothies and share with your loved ones to enhance your health on a daily basis. We also appreciate you all so much more than you know. And so we have a discount code of FYV. 10 for you to all to get 10% off your order. I hope you can support us on our journey, but more importantly, we hope you can try these to enhance your health and mental well-being, which as we all know is the most important thing to us all. So, have a great day and now let's get back to the podcast. Before we jump onto the side effects if you may fad, I just want to pick up on some really important points you said there. So the first is obviously when you're going through this incredible amount of adversity which has literally come out of the blue to use your words of this eight months of being diagnosed with stage four cancer you literally got no time to think you're literally trying to almost survive every day and do whatever is going to hopefully help you and thankfully it did and then it's always in the aftermath that you realize and you, and you said it brilliantly there that you don't realize how strong we are and there is a quote i can't remember the exact quote but it's it goes along the lines of we never really know how strong we are until being strong is our only choice essentially and you know I, i've i've seen my fair share of adversity in life as many of the listeners have but i've never experienced the i've never experienced cancer how you've experienced it. i've never probably gone through that level of pain but i always sometimes sit here and i think and this might sound really crazy by the way but i try and motivate myself on a daily basis by thinking of just one bad thing and that thing could be something happening to my wife my parents and it's not wishful thinking it's to motivate myself to live in the present right now and almost what i don't want is to have to have cancer for me to live my best life today if that makes sense so by instantly giving myself the thought that something bad can happen i feel like then i'm kind of backed into the corner and i now need to live life how i would normally live without fear without judgment without worrying or leaving things till tomorrow if that kind of makes sense so it's kind of like a morbid motivation thing that I use and this is what I try and encourage the guests to do as well in that life is so short life is so precious you're here now at 28 29 years old thinking you got another child on the way your life now is like you said ready to explore to, to become a father a husband even more so in your next phase and then all of a sudden boom out, out of nowhere life can really throw a curveball and I encourage people however you got to do it even if it's the twisted way that I do it or if it is just gratitude and looking at you know your your family around you your loved ones that we must live 
in the present and if we can and i know it's easier said than done because as you rightly said there sometimes being positive is easier when you have no choice whereas people like myself who are slightly more fortunate in this position today as we speak sometimes it's easier to sit there and have a little moan or think about things that aren't going well for us and i really do encourage people as much as we possibly can if they take anything away from this story is that don't wait for cancer to come into your life either yourself or your families to live like everyday matters and i'm i'm sure now that is obviously something that you do more than probably most people in this world and i want i want to touch on that actually i want to touch on your your day-to-day life now if you wouldn't mind for had um your side effects if if of course you feel comfortable with that and what things are you implementing into your routine on a daily basis that can prevent cancer or that maybe other people should do to put the odds in their favor and hopefully not be as unlucky as you you were i think uh if we yeah i think you touched on basically my whole um uh my whole message really is uh if you you know my i was diagnosed i i went through cancer and now i live each day like it's, it's the last day uh I, you know if there's any you know don't be on the phone when your child is watching tv you know spend time with them um if you know if this family event go to it enjoy it you know live in the moment because you know and to sum it up your life can change within a day one day and your life can change and 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 it did for me and you know i'm not naive to think prior to all this uh, you know a lot of people on social media or you know you you read the stories and you know i used to think oh you know, he's, he's just because they got cancer they're saying this but now having gone through it I, I truly mean it uh, to everyone out there. If you've got your health, that is your biggest, um, that is your biggest weapon. If you've got your health, you've got everything. Um, you know, no amount of money can buy you an extra second in life. Um, you know, and it's just, and it's just making the most, most of each day. So if we go back to, you know, why I got cancer is, you know, unluckiness, um, you know, if we're talking about the mind, I think a, a stress can be a very high contributing factor. Um, and a lot of stress that we take in, in, in life now, if we reflect is, you know, we overthink, uh, you're overthinking, you stress out, you make it more stressful than it has to be, whether this is something at work or at home. Um, and, you know, that may have been a contributing factor. I don't know. Uh, living a healthy lifestyle. Um, so I push myself to, Try to eat health, more healthy now. Um, you know, when you avoid the, you know, I, was, I love meat. Uh, so I used to eat a lot of meat. So now I've sort of more or less made it 50-50, if not more in the favor of sort of veg and fruit. 60, sort of 70% of my diet will consist of that now, just because of the research I've done, which uh, is just to give yourself the best chance now. Uh, you know, I've had this, thank God. And thanks for all the prayers that everyone's given that, you know, I was able to ring that bell. And that moment was an amazing moment, but a, a really scary moment as well. Um, and, the, you know, the, the bell that signifies the end of treatment and remission, the start of remission. So it's just uh, a healthy lifestyle, healthy mindset is very important. And whereas before I would, you know, spend maybe two, three hours on Netflix, I like to spend probably 80% of that time with, with family you know, sit down with your mom. If you, you know, if your mom and dad are still are still here, or your grandparents, if you're lucky enough to have them, um, then sit down with them. Spend you know even half an hour. Spend time just talking about them. If they want to talk about their their sort of 
the past and back in back in our day we did you know just listen to them because that time is so valuable and you only realize that when when you when you can't do that anymore um you know give your brother a call give your sister a call if you haven't spoken to them in, in in months it's difficult right now because of covid but you know after covid you know my plan will be to you know go out do what you love doing rather than wait and just live for the sake of living i love it i absolutely love that you epitomize everything about find your voice and i'm so grateful you you said that you said it much better than i can say it um but even the little things like so for myself anxiety is kind of i always call it my shadow i I live with anxiety i try and manage it on a daily basis and the biggest thing that scares me and again this is it's almost like a vicious cycle uh, circle sorry where well actually it might be a cycle where i'm overthinking about the stress and most of the time stress the stressful things i'm thinking about haven't happened or they're in the future for example and i'm just overthinking it and then what i'm doing is i know stories like your story because my uncle sadly passed from cancer my other ones now in his final few days and so sorry to hear that. Thank, thank you for that i see it every day and there's an element of sometimes when you try not to think about something you think about it even more and then i know that the more i think about it the more it stresses me out and then i, I sometimes feel that i'm my almost own worst enemy in terms of allowing unnecessary stress that i can't control because i do believe you know we should try and control the controllables there is some stuff just out of our control for example your story is a prime example of that it was just sadly you were unlucky and i'm really trying myself to just try and be more positive try and take those moments like you said i sit with my grand now i try and go every week and i hear the same stories bless her she's she's going through um so she's got dementia at the minute so you, you pretty much hear the same stories but for that person in that moment that's everything and to be honest for myself as well it's everything i've learned now to be when i'm around people to put my phone aside and i was probably the i'm you know i was the biggest culprit i'd always use my phone i'd be on instagram and i'm not really present there and i think you've taught me so much in this short amount of time in terms of now rather than spend two hours on netflix you're spending time with your loved ones because you said a brilliant quote an absolutely brilliant quote that no amount of money can buy you another second in life and i think if more people realize that i think the world would just be a better place i think as much as money causes a lot of problems sometimes the chasing and and the love and the pursuit of money just causes so many bad things in across, across all walks of life and actually what i realized the things that make me happy is real relationships, real conversations and and your loved ones. And, you know, if you have those loved ones and you can wake up every day with a purpose, and I think you've definitely got a purpose now. And, it's, you know, it's a shame that sometimes we need cancer or something like that to, to wake us up even to a higher level. But I'm actually, I'm so happy for you right now. I pray for your health now for many, many years, you know, two, three hundred years. So I, I genuinely do because I feel now you're going to be the best for had that you could have possibly ever been. And if I could give my listeners one gift, it's to hopefully be the best they can be without having to go through the eight months that you've been through. So thank you so much for, for, for sharing everything that you've shared there. I think you've hit some insightful points. I now, you know, encourage your, your I encourage everyone, obviously, after this podcast to follow you and to your recovery now, to, to a much better you, you sharing your perspective and, I want to segue on just a question. It's a question I ask everyone because I, I kind of get in the field to know the kind of person you are. And it's one of those things when you watch someone 
on social media, you you feel like you know them more than they probably know you. And I feel like that with yourself as well. <laughs> like I really do enjoy your content as well. You're always giving good tips, even about nutrition and stuff as well. So I want to ask you now, having been through arguably the biggest obstacle that sadly many do not come out of, what in this moment are you afraid of? I think when you when you go through something like this, I think it's, it might sound cliche, but I don't think, I think the fear is gone. Um, you know, everyone, I think, if you if you ask them what the fear is, death. But having faced that now, you know, you've got stage four blood cancer. That resonates in my mind all the time. And I almost feel like this is my second life. I've already died once. Uh, this is my, I'm living, you know, when you, when you play a game and you're living in the bonus, le- oh, bonus yeah. level. I'm, you make the most of <laughs> so it. So I'm, uh, that's it. I make most of it. And my fear would be, you know, not making the most of this life now or not not serving the purpose that I can live to my potential uh, in terms of even if I'm able to save one person from, you know, they view my content on TikTok or wherever and they see, uh, you know, this is a sign of cancer and they can capture it at stage one, you know, that would be enough for me. Even one person can catch it or if by changing the diet, we never know who's going to get cancer, but if someone changes their diet just because of what I've said or, the changes I've made and I'm sharing, that would be enough for me. And, um, you know, that, that would be my, the greatest thing that I can do now when, you know, and obviously spending time with the family and, and friends as much as I can and enjoying life. But, uh, you know, I think you can only live your life to the full when you're not, when you're not afraid of anything. Uh, whereas before I was, you know, afraid of this, afraid of that. Now I just look, look at it and uh, you deal with things head on rather than overthinking and, uh, you, you know, your mind can be your greatest strength or it can be your greatest weakness. So, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. So you, you make, make it your strength and make it your, uh, make it your strength and you know, don't make it your weakness. Very, very wise words. And just on that, so before we even get this podcast out there, you've sincerely, you've helped me and you've inspired me a lot more than you know. Again, it's not something that I've had to battle with, but I'm seeing it in my family. And just like I said, at the beginning of this show, I'm not even sure I'd press record then seeing your story it just lifted me I, I, I can't explain considering you're, you were a complete stranger how happy that made me mm. and and I think one of the things I realized through doing find your voice is as, as a man I'm a natural empath so I, I feel like I can feel people's pain and I can feel people's emotion and sometimes I'll, even even on things like TikTok I can see like an emotional story and, and it'll bring a tear to my eye and with yours it was kind mm. of like tears of happiness and I've I've rarely had those if I'm being completely honest <laughs> normally like my tears are always when I'm sad but I got that from yourself so you've already inspired one person to go out there and you know I I live with a lot of overthinking I live with a lot of fear as as good as I'm trying to be in terms of preaching to anyone listening here in terms of go out there find your voice find your way in life live your way I still battle with myself on a daily basis and I don't know why I left this podcast for so long because having these conversations I'm internally grateful and I know how important your time is and just you taking time out of your day to day away from your family and loved ones again I can't say any more than I probably already said I'm just so grateful for it so thank you no no you're most welcome and you know it's it's about spreading the message and that positivity which you which you which you are doing with with these podcasts I had to listen to a few before obviously coming on onto this uh, podcast and you know it truly is inspirational to hear other stories and it puts everything in perspective doesn't it um if you're if you're feeling a little bit down or you're feeling like everything's uh, out of control just to 
literally come back in the present, uh, look at stories, uh, which, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people in this world who are much worse off. And it's just almost sort of uh, looking at those for inspiration and just, you know, uh, hopefully going forward and just moving forward with your life. Absolutely, Fad. Very, very wise words. Fahad, before we kind of wrap up the show, um, I want to jump into the fun part of the show. So I'm always conscious that a lot of these stories are very emotive and they can, they can bring tears to many people's eyes. But I want to get them to know the fun side of you as well, because I know there's a huge fun side of you as well. So what we're going to do is what I call the fun part of the show. Essentially, it's 30 seconds of me asking you the most random questions, either one word or one sentence answers only and as quick as you possibly can. So whenever you're ready, we're going to get going. Oh. Okay, we're going to go in three two one okay Fahad what is your favorite hobby family your biggest mistake last year not going to the doctors soon enough your proudest achievement uh, ringing the cancer bell <laughs> I love that as well your favorite motivational speaker I, I, I listen to a lot of the Muhammad Ali's quotes and stuff if you had an extra hour a day how would you spend it I think you know this answer already <laughs> <with my family. laughs> I think I do yeah <laughs> absolutely if you could get the listeners to practice one thing or do one thing after this episode what would it be live in the present what is your favourite book? The Quran. <laughs> Fahad, what are you secretly good at that nobody knows? Writing. What would you like to be remembered for? Inspiring others. Absolutely. You're doing that. Your favourite colour? Blue. The number one thing that annoys you? Too much noise. <laughs> what, is your, <laughs> what is your biggest addiction? Uh, you know, I'll be honest, it's the phone. My phone is always with me. I try to, try, uh, try to get rid of it, but yeah. And finally, what song best describes your life? I started a joke. Have you heard that from the... I've not heard that, no. What, what's it about? What's, it, what's the message behind it? It's, it? No, it's just something that... It's a song that for some reason uh, I I could resonate with a lot during the diagnosis and during the whole sort of cancer battle. So it was just... Um, it's about the Bee Gees. Okay. So have a listen to it. Have oh, a listen do. to it. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for that. <laughs> Brilliant. So sadly, that does bring us to the last question. And the last question, it's about legacy. If in, let's say, in 150 years' time, science does fail to save us, and all that exists is a book, and this book is about you, it's about your life, it's about all of the amazing things that you've achieved, all of the lives and hearts that you've touched along the way. Firstly, what I want to know is, what would the title of the book be? And secondly, what would the summary at the back tell us about you? The title would... It's quite a tough question, that. Um, um, the title, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a quote. I don't know who it's by, but I've heard it before. So the title would be, Life is a hell of a thing to happen to someone. And that would be the title. A little bit about me on that would be, you know, an average guy who just takes on life. <laughs> and, and I think that, that should sum it up. Um, all the difficulties, all the hardships, but also all the good, good, good moments and, you know, the, the great moments of life as well. The only thing I disagree with is I don't think you're an average guy. I think that's that's very humble of you. I think people are going to tell you this after this episode. You're an incredible person for the way that you've come through what you've come through. Hopefully you come through any other sort of adversities that you go through as well in life. I just think you don't probably appreciate how inspiring your story is, especially to people going through cancer, people who have seen cancer rip through their family as well. So I just encourage you to keep shining, to keep posting, to keep inspiring and helping people because you. your words truly are helping people and speaking about that from the place that i first saw you what's the best place that listeners can connect with you maybe follow your journey and maybe hear some more about you it would be on my tiktok account so my tiktok account which is i am fahad vs cancer um because yeah i'm not on the other social media accounts at the moment 
Um, so yeah, if you want to follow, yeah, follow me on that. Um, and you know, lastly, if I can say one thing, it would be, um, don't be afraid of cancer, um, to anyone out there, anyone who's going through it. Uh, it's, it's tough at that time, but you know, after such adversity, after such side effects and chemotherapy, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. So keep positive and, um, stay strong, stay strong. Such a beautiful message. Thank you, Fahad. Thank you for taking time out of your day. Thank you for inspiring myself and hopefully thousands of others. I always say this at the end of all my shows as well. Find your voice is nothing without the guests. I I can't sit here and speak into a microphone by myself. It's people like you who give me purpose every single day, who remind me that I don't need to get cancer to live the life that you're living or the way that you're living it. So I'm forever grateful. I'm sure the listeners are forever grateful as well. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And for everyone else at home, thank you so much for listening. And remember, this podcast is absolutely free. So all we ask in return is for you to share this with a friend and drop us a five-star review over on iTunes. Have an awesome day.